0: Part 3, Three Barbarians Contest So, who finally won the contest? To answer this question, we need to move on to the third part. In the most famous Wall Street mergers and acquisitions war, how did Three Barbarians compete, and how did KKR become the winner? Many security companies wanted to acquire Reynolds Nabisco. However, facing a $20 billion purchase price, few were qualified. After a series of negotiations and trials, only three companies joined the bidding. However, there was another company that we have to mention. It was a company named L.B. Foster that quit halfway. Its chairman L.B. Foster came up with the term barbarian. He resented the idea of issuing junk bonds after a merger and acquisition for financing, so he decided to quit. Now, let's take a look at the three barbarians who ultimately joined this merger and acquisition war. The first barbarian was Shearson. It was the combination of a bunch of small firms and focused on earning clients' processing fees. However, its commercial credit business was started too late and only had a mediocre performance. After several failed mergers and acquisitions, Shearson desperately needed a successful leveraged buyout to ensure its status in Wall Street. Acquiring RJR Nabisco was the opportunity that Shearson had been waiting for. In addition, Shearson was controlled by American Express American Express Chairman Robinsons had a good relationship with RJR Nabisco's CEO Johnson, which would have made it easier for Shearson to acquire RJR Nabisco. Therefore, in this acquisition, Shearson and RJR Nabisco's CEO Johnson had cooperated in advance to form a bidding team. Undoubtedly, this team had an absolute advantage. If nothing went wrong, Shearson would be the winner. Its chairman was also confident of the result. They couldn't wait to complete the acquisition, so Shearson agreed to all Johnson's requirements in the process of negotiating with RJR Nabisco's management. They planned to acquire the company at $75 per share. Seven executives would receive stocks worth $2.5 billion in total. Such an attractive deal had never been offered before in the history of Wall Street. Shearson and Johnson planned to seal the deal with the board in advance, negotiate the contract, and complete the merger and acquisition as soon as the news was announced to the public in order to avoid interference by other securities companies. However, several executives of RJR Nabisco were very dissatisfied with Johnson's collusion with Shearson. On the advice of a lawyer, the board not only didn't sign the merger and acquisition agreement, but also held a press conference one week in advance to announce Shearson and Johnson's plan to the public. This immediately caused an uproar in the business world. Shearson was dumbfounded. The outcome of the business war would not be clear until the last moment. The second barbarian was KKR, a fledgling security company. It was an experienced player in the leveraged buyout field. Its chairman was Henry Kravis a veteran in mergers and acquisitions and one of Wall Street's foremost and most aggressive enthusiasts in the leveraged buyout field. After several successful acquisitions, Kravis began to focus his attention on R.J.R. Nabisco. After several failed attempts to lobby Johnson, Kravis happened to learn of Shearson's acquisition plan from the news and became furious. He therefore became determined to participate in the acquisition. Kravis personally approached Johnson and asked to participate in the merger and acquisition. Still, Johnson believed that KKR would never dare to initiate a bid without the cooperation of RJR Nabisco's board. However, Johnson underestimated the cunning barbarian. Kravis quickly acted after being rejected, summoning his partners overnight to make a decision on tendering an offer. Shearson had monopolized powerful banks and its parent company American Express was also about to convene the board to help Shearson raise funds. In this case, KKR had to tender an offer before Shearson could raise enough funds. Securities regulations in the United States stipulated that the tendered offer's target must make a formal response to the initiator within 10 days. That is to say the board of RJR Nabisco couldn't ignore KKR's offer for very long, After some research and analysis, Kravis decided to initiate an acquisition at $90 per share, part of which was paid by issuing junk bonds. Junk bonds were issued by companies with low credit but high interest rates for the purpose of raising funds. To put it simply, it was getting something for nothing. Unfortunately, before Kravis worked out a complete plan, the news was leaked the next day. As a result, KKR's strategy was forcibly interrupted, and they had to rush to hold a press conference in advance as well as prepare to initiate a formal bid. The last company we have to mention is First Boston. This last barbarian was a Wall Street tycoon with a glorious history, but had no sense of presence in the emerging leveraged buyout market. Therefore, they wanted to prove that First Boston was still Wall Street's top investment bank by conducting a large-scaled leveraged buyout. When the previous two teams began eagerly bidding, First Boston also began to plan its involvement. As mentioned earlier, banks had been monopolized by Shearson, and KKR had decided to issue junk bonds to raise funds. What about First Boston? They had insufficient funds and no conditions to issue junk bonds, so they came up with a hazardous but genius plan. They planned to buy RJR Nabisco's food business first, and then take the installment notes they got to a major bank and receive money for them, a process known as monetization. The shrewdness of this method was that the tax burden in installment notes could be postponed for 10 to 20 years, which could directly save $4 billion in taxes. Then, first Boston would have enough funds to complete the acquisition. Simply put, it was to use legal loopholes to delay tax payments and obtain acquisition funds. However, it was critical for them to complete all acquisitions before the tax law that was about to be repealed would expire the tax law would be repealed in less than a month. Would everything go as smoothly as they expected? After a series of negotiations and analyses, the three companies offered the purchase price in the first round of bidding. KKR offered $94 per share, Shearson offered $100 per share, and First Boston offered $105 to $118 per share. After research, the board was more inclined to Shearson's bid. After all, it was still unknown whether First Boston's plan was feasible. But in any case, First Boston's price was much higher than those of Shearson's and Johnson's team. To be responsible for all shareholders, the board decided to make a second bid. KKR had never expected that its high bidding price would be the lowest among the three teams. Fortunately, because of the disruption of First Boston, he had another bidding opportunity. In order to win, KKR's chairman Kravis decided to take extraordinary means. Kravis secretly bribed an executive from RJR Nabisco to understand its ins and outs, and greatly increased his offer. He believed that he could still earn his money back with a much higher bid. In the second round of bidding, KKR offered $108 per share. After learning of KKR's offer, Shearson eventually raised its offer to $112 per share. This time, First Boston's proposal was quickly rejected. Their proposal didn't clarify bank funding. More importantly, they also had to undergo an antitrust review by the Federal Trade Commission. They were not sure how long the review would take either. If the review could not be completed before the tax law expired, then the acquisition would be hopeless. There were only two teams left, but it was still a difficult choice for the board of RJR Nabisco. The bidding prices of Shearson and KKR were actually quite close, but Shearson's was slightly higher. However, in the proposals of Shearson and Johnson, they did not promise a restart mechanism. To put it simply, if the security price depreciated sharply in the future, Shearson would not buy it at the current price of $112 per share. The executives of Shearson and KKR were like cats on hot bricks before the board made the final decision. After all, it was the last moment of the business war of the century. It was impossible not to be nervous. Kravis the chairman of KKR tried several times to rush in to convince the board, and threatened that he had given his last offer. If the board didn't decide within fifteen minutes, he would abandon the acquisition. Finally, all members of the board chose KKR. Perhaps his threats had worked. But it was more likely that some of KKR's shameless means in the previous acquisition process had taken effect. In short, KKR won. Its chairman Kravis firmly believed that in Wall Street, the era belonging to KKR had arrived. Soon, after the completion of the acquisition fund's transfer, KKR acquired ownership of RJR Nabisco. Shearson had lost out. Johnson announced his official resignation. This grand acquisition was worth about $25 billion in the end. In this battle, KKR successfully defeated two other strong opponents through a hostile takeover and even the use of spies. KKR was the veritable barbarian of Wall Street.